Hello, Pod Fam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am good, Laura. How are you today? I am good. Can we just take a moment to talk about how amazing our interview last week was with Preeti? Oh, yeah. She was absolutely amazing. I am so excited to have her back one day and just continue to pick her brain for more because I feel like we only scratched the surface with that episode. We really did. And, you know, she really is a powerful woman who is going to do a lot of good and make a lot of change in women's lives. Her main focus is taking on discrimination that women face in the workplace and in their relationships and other aspects of their life. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely go take a listen, but also go talk to Preeti on her Instagram page and her podcast is absolutely amazing. Like we both binged it Mm -hmm. within a few days. So definitely go check her out. Yes. And then hopefully we uh, have her back on soon for our part two. That will be very, very exciting. But on to the episode this week. What are you having to drink today? And we're actually recording uh, on a weird time for us, but you know, we like to shake things up, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we're only a little bit discombobulated. But anyway, I am having a new tea, a new flavor, at least. I am drinking Mm -hmm. my tried and true puer tea, but this one is gingerbread. Lovely. Very Christmas. Halloween hasn't even happened yet. Well, I guess it will have happened by the time this episode is released, but still. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be like two months away from Christmas by the time this one comes out. But, you know, Mm -hmm. the weather's getting cold and I really have like flipped over my teas from like the lighter lavender blends to more like... Mm -hmm the heavy, dark, spicy ones. So this one's pretty good. Like it's not crazy on the cinnamon, but it has like just that super mellow flavor, which I love. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Laura's about to start uh, bumping to the Christmas carol soon with how cold it's getting. (laughs) I still have four (laughs) weeks to go, okay? I'm not you who's like, oh, it's November 1st. Okay, I make it to like November 15th. Oh, good for you. This is an improvement. Yes, but I might be hitting up the home sense soon to go acquire my first set of Christmas decorations, and I'm very excited, but I just want to go and make sure that I get all the good stuff before it gets sold out because, like, let me tell you, when the seasons change and it's holiday time, it's literally a rampage through home sense and winners, so I want to get some nice stuff, and I'm very excited, but I also have a new tea. It's very exciting. This is exciting. Oh my God, what a day of like new things. We have a new guest. We have new teas. Good day. I know. I gave Laura permission to buy me some fun teas because like I apparently don't have a creative bone in my body when it comes to selecting them. You have bought the same tea, I think, for the past five times I've gotten tea. (laughs) But is it not delicious? Oh, it's a fantastic tea. No hate on the tea. I'm just saying you need to expand your horizons a little bit. Now that we have tea weekly, the listeners are going to know exactly what's in your tea cabinet soon. So we had to mix it up a little. Yeah, I think at this point, I don't even know how many episodes, but we're pretty up there now. I think they know. It's like I got ginger and peppermint and like chai. That's it. But now (laughs) I have five new ones as per... Laura's choices. And this one is an herbal tea, I believe, called Don't Worry, Be Happy. 
Oh, I love that one. And I think it is peppermint leaves and licorice root. There's one more ingredient that I can't remember. And chamomile. And chamomile. And it does smell very Christmassy for some reason. I wasn't expecting it when I first opened the bag. I was like, oh, this looks kind of summery. And then I was like, oh, this smells like a candy cane. And um, it's really cute because I somehow lost my teapot in the move. But I do have like a little mini tea diffuser and it's a little ducky. Oh, that's cute. So it's just floating around my teacup right now. (laughs) That's so cute. It's so cute. I love it so much. So I'm almost like I do need to get a teapot because I do drink quite a bit of tea in the winter. But at this moment in time, I don't know. I feel like this is like going to become the mascot of pod night. I love it. Yep, little little duck tea diffuser. But tea aside, what are we going to be chatting about this evening? So this one, I think this one actually goes in hand with the change in weather that we've had uh, this month because it's all about getting back into a workout routine. And just I find, especially when the seasons change, for some people it's like, ooh, new opportunity Let's like kick it off and really get into it. Where other people, you know, we work all day or we go to school and then it's dark when we get up. It's dark when we're heading home and it's Mm -hmm. cold. So I find like this is the period of the year that I have a hard time getting motivated Mm -hmm. to work out. So today we just kind of wanted to share a few of our tips on how you can kind of persevere through the colder winter months mm-hmm. and then just kind of develop an excitement and a routine that can take you through to the springtime when we want to be out and we want to be more active. Yeah. So in short, think of this episode like our tips to either help you get out of a workout rut or to get back into your routine if you have completely fallen off of it for a couple weeks to a month, maybe more, which is definitely my problem at the moment. So I am ready for the tips. Also, I do find it funny because we have four tips for you today and it never seems like we have like a nice five. We got four, we got seven. No, we never have the classic three tips, five tips, 10 tips. It's always just like an odd number. And really the reason behind that is that We both come to the table with ideas and sometimes like we have the same idea or like a different twist or they'll be completely different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with our ideas, like the tips seem so large that we know we want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So we know like we know we'll never have like a 10 tip episode. I highly doubt that it would be like three hours long if that was us. Yeah, it depends if you want to listen to us ramble for three and a half hours, which we can gladly do because we do that frequently. But... Let's crack into it. Do you want to set us off with point number one? Yes. So this one is finding a buddy. And it's one of those, I think, like the easiest things to start with because for me, you know, there's safeties and numbers. There's accountability that you Mm -hmm. can rely on. This is probably the easiest form to make sure you at least get out and do something. And I think for the activity, like who cares what it is, you know, you and your friend are going to meet each other every day for like a half hour walk, or maybe Mm -hmm. it's like a few times a week. You're going to go for a bike ride. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to both like take a class once a week. 
I don't Mm -hmm. think it really matters, but it's just that other person to make a date and you know that they're going to show up, so you're going to show up for them. Exactly. And how the world has moved forward over the past, uh, I guess, year and a half, almost two years, which is insane, is, you know, it can be an in-person accountability buddy or online. So for example, Laura and I very recently did a four-week virtual yoga class together and like kind of forced me to join that Zoom link every Tuesday night because I knew she was going to be there. And if I wasn't there, she was going to be like, where are you at? Yeah, no, same for me. Because let's say this yoga class was like a YouTube series or something like that where I would have had to sign on by myself. I can guarantee I would not have shown up probably like four of those times. Oh, absolutely. Because even when we were in this yoga class, and you know, I think it did help that we had to pay for it. It wasn't free. So, you know, you wanted to get your money's worth and you wanted to show up for the uh, instructor and your friend. Because a lot of those nights, I, I remember at least two of them, yoga was the last thing I wanted to do. Like I was either in a bad mood or I was really tired. But after mm-hmm. I did that, you know, my whole perspective changed. Exactly. And then another thought that just came to mind with this is that as adults and we're busy with work and, you know, you live in different places from your friends, sometimes it is hard to have an accountability buddy to go with you or even do it virtually, especially say you're going to a new studio to try a new type of workout. But you can engage a friend to say, okay, I want to get back on my workout routine. This is how. So say you're going to do boxing once a week. You can kind of just say, this is kind of when I'm planning to do it, can you help keep me on track? And then that friend can support you and be like, oh, did you go do your boxing this week? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's such, such a true fact where like, don't ever feel like you and your friend have to do the exact same thing. It helps, I find, if like you're meeting in a mutual place. But you can have completely different goals and still be able to show up for each other and have that check-in point. Exactly. So, Rachel – Take it away with point number two. Yeah. So point number two is to start small. So I have a question for you, Laura. When you were going to the gym to like weight lift, did you ever find that you would maybe not go for about three weeks and then you were like suddenly had an urge to go back and you would go and you were like, I have a lot of energy, so I'm going to squat or leg press the highest weight that I know I'm capable of doing. Have you ever done that? Of course I've done that. And then I didn't go back to the gym for probably another three weeks because I was so freaking sore. Exactly. So what I mean by start small is I mean instead of restarting your workout routine by really just going as hard as possible, just kind of take baby steps. So instead of, you know, usually maybe in the summertime you might do a workout that's 45 minutes to an hour, but then you haven't worked out for a month and a half. Instead of jumping right back into that hour-long workout, scale it back and maybe do 30 minutes or cut the number of sets or reps that you do in half because then that just gives your body some time to catch up with you because the last thing that you want is to really go hard on your first day back so that it kind of honestly messes with your body a bit. Like you're going to be super sore And, you know, your body's going to need some extra time to heal. So it's kind of keeping you off track 
where by starting small, it eases you back on track. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes if we take on too much and it's too hard or, uh, you know, we're too sore for a few days after, it really turns us off Mm -hmm. wanting to do something that we could potentially really love doing. And I think running is a perfect example to insert here. So let's say your goal is to be able to run 30 minutes. Well, are you going to go out and run 30 minutes the first day? No, probably not. Maybe for that first week, make your goal to run, okay, 10 minutes, and I'm going to throw in like 20 minutes of power walking. And then the next week, go for 15 minutes with only 15 minutes of walking and just slowly increase that time where you're running so your body has time to adjust and it's not such a mental strain Mm -hmm. on you. Because I know running, like for one thing, it can be hard mentally because you think you've been going forever. Yeah. You're like, I think I've gone for a kilometer and you're like, no, I've gone 200 meters. Yeah. So I find um, running is a great one for that, but really insert any activity you know, weight training, another great one. Start with Mm -hmm. dumbbells that are just, you know, maybe three pounds and then keep working your way up Mm -hmm. because you're still like, you're going to get the results that Mm -hmm. you're looking for. You're not going to get the results if you're not consistent. And the inconsistency comes from starting with a 10 pound weight that was way too much. And then you could really injure yourself as well if your body is not prepared to do Mm -hmm. that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And I think this point is really prevalent for people who maintain a very high level of fitness already. So say somebody, you know, they're not like a runner, but say they have gone through periods of time where they could run 5k in 30 minutes, right? But then they take a break for a month. Like it's really, really important even when you are that kind of person because, you know, that level of fitness, it's like muscle memory, right? Like it's still kind of there. And when you come back from a break, usually you have a lot of energy. So you're like, oh, I could do so much. So I'm going to go lift super heavy or I'm going to run super long. But one thing to remember is that even though your energy levels are like, yes, I could do this, your muscles after that month might not be in that place. If you are very consistent usually and you've just taken a bit of a break, think of starting small as more of a reawakening your muscles. Exactly. And I'm going to kind of get into this in one of our later points, but a gym that I'm at right now, they actually had a whole program Mm -hmm. of how often you should go. Mm -hmm. And I think for the first month, it told you to only go three times a week Mm -hmm. and let your body kind of get used to that. And then for the second month, go four times a week, work your way up each month to, I think, six times a week. Um, And that's if you wanted to, like it was totally uh, your own journey. But it said after you did a month at the six times a week, then you could go back down to three and maintain your results. Exactly. So it was kind of interesting to put it that way where I loved seeing a program that was, you know, not trying to promote this, like you should be here every day if you want to see results. They're like, no, this is hard stuff. You need Mm -hmm. to build your way up to it. And then once you are at this peak level, this is what you need to maintain it. Mm-hmm. I really like that because I feel like the fitness industry as a whole is losing that a bit where there's so much pressure to like always be on and always be like, you know, you should be there six days a week and stuff. But it's like it's not realistic for most people 
to do that. No, it's not. And like the way the industry talks about it, I feel like I should be doing squats while I'm at work, like sitting at my desk typing, you know, I should be doing a couple squats. I know. Yeah. Where now I'm really trying to shift my mindset of like, okay, you know what? I did something today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rest tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then if I feel up to it, I'll do something the day after. And even if that thing is I went for a 30 minute walk, hey, good for me. It's not like you fluctuate that much. You need to find something that's sustainable. Exactly. And that leads in so nicely to point number three. Oh, good. Yes. So point number three is take another look at your why. So why I thought that what you just said ties in really well with this is because of the fact that, especially for our generation, I am going to put a trigger warning here. We're going to be just talking about body image and all that stuff. So if this makes you uncomfortable, maybe just skip ahead to point number four. But when we were growing up, there was a lot of pressure put onto us that fitness and health is all about how you look, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And I find with me personally, when I am super consistent and I'm really motivated to work out and such, my mindset isn't in a place of, oh, it's just because I want to look good. It's usually, oh, I want to feel good or I want to see what my body can do or, you know, I like taking care of my body. And every so often I have to take a step back when I'm falling off or I'm feeling less motivated to exercise or, you know, I'm doing a workout and I like hate every second of it. I have to step back and think, okay, why? And usually it's because that little subconscious thing that was ingrained into us, not just women, men as well, ever since we were little kids, we're doing this because we need to do it to maintain how we look and to maintain some standard. Absolutely. Yes. So I think that taking a step back and really thinking, okay, why am I doing this? is really important to get back on because you very well might find out that you need to either get back to that motivation of it being just for you and you do it for you and your health, or you might need to reframe it entirely. Be like, okay, that was working for a bit, but now maybe my motivation or my why needs to be because I have a goal that I want to be able to run 5K in 25 minutes by the end of March. It's just moving your brain away from that motivation where you're just doing it because you feel like you have to and because you feel like if you don't, you're not going to meet some societal standard of attractiveness and beauty. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. And, you know, this is such a such an important point of knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Like for me, personally, when I think about my why, you know, health comes to the forefront you know, I want to be as active and healthy as long as possible in my life. So I do these things because I enjoy them for one thing. And then I like to not necessarily see the change in my body, but I love feeling strong mm -hmm. and like feeling powerful in myself and what I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, I'd be lying if I said, like, I don't work out to look good. Like, that's just a lie. Like, <laughs> I do kind of work out to look good, but it's not like the only reason. Yeah, I feel like it can't necessarily be the primary motivation. No. Because then it becomes toxic and it feels like something you have to do as opposed to something you get to do. Exactly. So, like, if your why is to lose weight and it's with a healthy mindset, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
I think that that's a good choice for you if you're trying to improve your health and some of your habits. Again, like you said, where it gets toxic of, okay, well, this girl I follow on Instagram, she's got a six pack and has like millions of followers. So like I need to get a six pack, be super tanned and like a size zero, which that's just not going to happen for me. (laughs) No. Well, it depends on your body type. It totally does. So um, I think health and fitness looks different for all of us Mm -hmm. because, you know, there are people who could have a larger frame than you do, yet they are incredibly strong, incredibly healthy, and it looks different on everyone. So it's so hard and social media like definitely doesn't make it any easier because we keep putting the same lens on all these different body types. And that's not how it works. Like that's just not how nature works and how your body works. So super important that you really sit with your why. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like I think you do it for you. Don't do it for your boyfriend. Don't do it for your girlfriend, your friends, your family, society. At the end of the day, it's not their problem. You're the one who lives in your body and you need to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And I, I have two more points before we move on. But one of them is when you are looking at your why, especially if you're in like a really deep rut, You do need to be brutally honest with yourself because there have definitely been times where my motivation deep down was just because I wanted to look good. But I was like, no, 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 no. I do it because I like to be strong. Like I was very adamant about that. Yeah. But, you know, I was struggling. Like I wasn't enjoying going to the gym. I wasn't enjoying exercising. And that's usually a red flag that that's not completely accurate. Yeah. And Rachel, like, even though your body was probably changing, Mm -hmm. it wasn't changing in a way that was meeting that, like, expectation that you had. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was never enough. Yeah. Like, it was never a realistic thing. And I think we've all been there. Like, especially in my early 20s, I definitely had the wrong why. And I felt like I had to work out, you know, seven days a week and do whatever. But now as I'm getting older, I'm just like, okay, you know what? I need to make this work for my lifestyle mm-hmm. and understand what is my body's optimal health level. It's not weighing uh, 120 pounds, which with my frame, I would never weigh 120 pounds. I haven't weighed 120 pounds since I was like 14, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So we won't talk about scales today, but everyone knows our opinion on them that we don't own them mm-hmm. because they don't mean anything. No. I mean, I wanted to look like a Victoria's Secret model when I was 20. Um, Laura, I'm 5'4". Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not it's not happening. You're not 5'11". Like, I'm sorry, Rachel. I don't think you're going to grow to 5'11 at no. 25 years old. <laughs> like, I'm sure if by some miraculous change of events and I stretched out to 5'11, I could probably get there. But uh, at 5'4, not a realistic goal. But kind of jumping off of what you said there, where you need it to align with your lifestyle, like with this point, you don't necessarily need to look at it as you've been falling into a toxic mindset. You can also look at it as your life is just changing. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm less busy, so I have more time to invest in my fitness. You know, I could go spend two hours in the gym. But other times, like I'm working until six or seven o'clock at night. The last thing I want to do when I get home is either drive to a gym and squat 
or even just do an at-home workout with resistance training. Like sometimes all I really want to do is do a yoga session or go for a walk. Reevaluating your why can just be saying, okay, I still want to take care of my body and move it and give it attention and such, but we can do that in a different way. Yes. And I think in that sense as well, you're doing something good for your mind Mm -hmm. because what I would love to see more in social media, society, whatever, is embracing those more low intensity workouts. Like walking is the most underrated fitness you can do. I love a good walk. Oh, it's amazing. Like I come home from a walk around the park at lunchtime and I've like, I'm not out of breath, but like I'm breathing, my blood's moving, I feel good. You know, my muscles feel loose. You know, yoga and not yoga in its like intense power form. You're doing all these crazy moves. Mm-hmm. It could simply be like stretching, very long mm-hmm. holds. Like what we were doing last month in this yoga class, you know, it's not like we were really strength training in all of this, but we were just letting our body relax and release, mm-hmm. which helped in other aspects of our life when we did go do our regular workouts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest here. Like earlier this year, I would hike probably three times a week and do yoga. Like I didn't even do any resistance training Mm -hmm. during that period of time. And I'm pretty sure that's the most fit and the best I've ever felt in my body and the best I ever looked. And like this is after years and years of doing resistance training. Part of it is mental and just aligning what you're doing physically with what your mind needs. Yes. And I think that ties nicely into the fourth point here Mm -hmm. where it's all about trying new things and really figuring out what works best for you and your body. So this is where I find a lot of people get in a rut and where the rut starts is, you know, they've been lifting weights for the past three years It's not fun anymore. It's not either a challenge or they feel like they're plateauing. And that's when it's really hard to get the motivation to go do a workout. And like, that's totally natural, Mm -hmm. I find. I mean, if you're doing the exact same thing day after day after day, week after week, it's pretty hard to get excited Mm -hmm. about that. So, well, it's like a monotonous job. Yeah, it feels like a job then. Your brain likes to shake things up and it likes to experience new things. It likes challenge. Yeah. And this is something like I would really struggle if I had to go and do the same type of workout week after week. I have a hard time sticking to it. So I love going out and trying new things. And actually, I've kind of created a personal challenge for myself this winter where each month I try something new. Love it. In October, you know, I signed up for the four-week yoga class with you. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I was doing like a workout challenge slash program with um, Sarah's Day's second ebook, The Sweat It Reload. And, you know, I, I didn't finish it, but I did what I could in those four weeks. Mm-hmm. And now for November, I'm kickboxing. Love it. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. And I did like a little bit of kickboxing pre-pandemic, like back in 2018 or 2019, and I really did enjoy it. So I thought like, hey, you know, that's something I know I was kind of getting into, but now I'd like to learn more. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing that. And then for December, I'm kind of thinking like, I want to swim. Like I want to become a better swimmer. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited and looking forward to my workouts now. Mm -hmm. And even with kickboxing, you know, we're right at the beginning of the month. So I've only gone twice. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, okay, I can't wait to go tomorrow mm-hmm. because it's like something new and exciting. It's something to look forward to again. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. And it is a new challenge because it's not like I would go to like a, a gym and be like, hey, I'm doing squats. I'm doing hip thrusts. I'm doing crunches. And I know how to do all of those things. And I'm just going to do it. Where this, I actually have to stop and pay attention and be like, okay, this is a, like a boxing combination. And I am I am not the most coordinated <laughs> person when it comes to my left and my rights. Mm-hmm. And so even yesterday when I was working on the pads with the trainer, she was like, hold on, slow it down. Like, you need your body to be this way. You need to get a rhythm. You need to, you know, it's it's left right, left, and then you start again, left, right, left. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, very challenging for me. Mm-hmm. And it was great because literally the time flew by. And at the end of it, I was just like, oh, wow, like I feel worked. I'm kind of tired, even though I was having fun. So Rachel, is there anything like new you're trying right now? Uh, Well, I just got my wisdom teeth taken out like oh, a week yeah. ago. So yeah, I'm not working healing. out at all. <laughs> Which is definitely new. I'm going for some nice walks, so that's been fun. But I've actually been planning to try out ballet classes in uh, probably February, I think, is when they start. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, you kind of have to go based off like sessions starts. Like it's kind of like, um, you know, like a semester sort of thing. So I think it's six weeks. Oh, fun. Would be, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that because I've always been interested in ballet itself because I feel like it's such an interesting like how do you mix your brain and your body and make it graceful because I am not the most graceful person so yeah I love that they'll, they'll help you with your coordination as well yeah so I and I, I feel like it will slow me down because I've always done workouts where it's such high intensity and I'm always jumping around and all of this where I just Honestly, like I need something that calms my brain down and I'm just focusing on that because since my brain is so used to moving so fast and stuff, when I was doing those high intensity workouts, like I could do four sets of squats and like not even register that I was doing it because my brain would be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Where I feel like when you bring a new challenge in, you actually have to be present Mm -hmm. in your body and really paying attention to what you're doing. Exactly. And aside from that, I am interested in trying out the boxing because you had told me that uh, where you're doing it, they also have a branch where I live. So I'm intrigued about starting that. And uh, what else? Oh, I was also wanting to join a hot yoga studio now that restrictions are pretty much let up and I feel like they're going to stay let up, at least in Ontario. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Oh, You will love that. I loved hot yoga. I was so into it Mm pre-COVID. And then as soon as COVID hit, like I kind of had to stop for obvious reasons. And I'm thinking about getting into hot yoga. Maybe I'll do that for like January Mm -hmm. or something. I just want to make sure our numbers are good because like being in a small space that's really hot with a lot of other sweaty people. It's stressful. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't like it was probably questionably clean before COVID. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when they have to bring out the mop after a session, you know, there's a lot of sweat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm so excited for you to try hot yoga and ballet. And I really hope you do get into the kickboxing because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm also really like wanting to do it because, you know, 
I've only been doing at-home workouts for all of COVID. And, you know, I could join a gym again, but I don't particularly want to because I think part of this is I'm at a point where I want fitness to be accompanied with community for me. Yes, I was just about to say that. Like, we've all been kind of deprived of the social aspect. And I found the gym was never a place I socialized. If I was doing like my own workout, I was like the anti-social person where if someone even looked at me, I was like, mm, don't look at me. Like, I know. do not approach me. Do not speak to me. And where like in the kickboxing thing, the trainers are like super friendly and they're always like talking to you and motivating you. But even like the other people who are working out, like there was one girl who'd been there for over a year Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, hey, like stand like this and you'll it'll be more effective and easier for you. So it was nice kind of having a little bit of socialization, which we all kind of need after the past year and a half that we've had. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's my why. I want to get more involved in my fitness because I love it and that's where I really shine through. And I think it's a good place for me to build a community because it's also like I'm a very introverted person. You can relate to that. And it's hard for me unless I'm in a place where I'm in my element to make friends or even socialize. Like I'm very uncomfortable with socializing. So unless I am in a situation where I feel comfortable, I will not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I think this goes back to our first tip about finding a buddy Mm -hmm. where it's this nice cycle now because now you're out doing the new thing. You're trying something new. You got to reestablish why. And you're building on that skill. And now you're making friends that share in this thing Mm -hmm. that now you can motivate each other and hold each other accountable to show up. Exactly. Points one through four just tie together with a nice little bow. Love it. I would love to kind of like do a shout out to my gym if you want. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So the reason why is because it's – and this is not sponsored – Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to go talk to them about that <laughs> one day, one day. Um, anyway, I want to kind of talk about this kickboxing gym. And it was actually pretty and one of her guests who inspired me to get back into it because she did this whole like self-defense series. And I was kind of looking at self-defense classes, but nothing really like aligned with my schedule and what I wanted to do. So I thought like, oh, hey, well, at least I could do kickboxing. So that's kind of how I got into this. But when I was looking around at gyms, I found this one called Nine Round. Mm -hmm. And they're all across North America. So that's why I kind of wanted to share it. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool system. So Mm -hmm. there's like nine stations that you go through. And the whole workout lasts like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I love it because I can like leave my house, do a workout and get back home within an hour. Mm-hmm. which is like super efficient in my world, <laughs> especially after I've worked for a day. I don't want to be two hours out of the house doing a workout. So yeah, you like start with uh, skip rope all the time. You move into some weights and then you're like on the bags, punching these different combinations and, and doing some kicks for like another three sessions. And then you finish with ab workout and mm-hmm. it's all time. So you don't even have to think about it. And then after the three minutes of each session, there's like a 30 seconds of like some random workout that they'll call like jumping jacks or squats or whatever. So you're always moving. Mm -hmm. But what's also great is like you have a trainer with you Mm -hmm. and that's just like included Mm -hmm. where I feel like for a regular gym, it's like an arm and a leg to have a professional workout session with a trainer. 
mm-hmm. where here there's always two people and they're just like helping you. You know, they'll sometimes put pads on so you can work with them on different combinations or they're just motivating you. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I love the space. I've been twice, like I said, and I'm really looking forward to it. The only downside is like it is kind of expensive. <laughs> so I'm going to do the month. And then if I like really love it, I might pick it back up in the new year and do a more like month to month where it'll bring the cost down a little. But she's an investment. <laughs> That's for sure. But I mean, like when you think about what an actual gym membership is, plus the purchase of like, you know, gloves, et cetera, and having trainers around to assist you, it's pretty worth it. Like I feel like the um, like the benefit definitely outweighs the cost. Oh, the value is absolutely there like it is so great their business model and each of the gyms are like independently owned so a lot of the time like the actual owner is there and is the one motivating you Mm -hmm. through the workouts and like they give you gloves they give you wraps for your hands they show you how to use all of it if you are like a month-to-month member you have a heart rate and Mm -hmm. like they have a whole program like a nutrition program it tells you you know you're your calories and and your fat burning zone that you've been in on the workout. Like it's so amazing everything that they just include for the monthly price. So it's mm-hmm. absolutely the value is there. I just have to assess whether that fits into like my personal finances. True. True. So true. that's that's where what I mean where she, you know, she's an investment for me because I only allocate so much to my fitness each month. We're millennials. We have other objectives. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have some other bills to pay, but you know, if I really love it for the next month in the new year, I have like no problem spending the money to go there because it's so much fun. I love that. Yeah. So if anyone's looking for something new, go check it out. They do give you like a free training session before you sign up. So yeah, I feel like uh, the ballet is going to be an investment. It's one of those things where they don't tell you what the cost is on the website. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you're going to be fun. Yeah, but I almost don't mind that because even when we did the yoga class, like that was an investment. It was kind of the same as what you would pay to go to a yoga class. Mm -hmm. But again, it holds you accountable. And especially when it's like a short stint, I feel like you can have the excitement for those six weeks that you're going to do this class to really make the best of it. Mm -hmm. Where if it's something that's like stretched out over the year, you're going to kind of lax on it. A little bit because maybe it's like a little cheaper or, you know, you just get bored over that time where Mm -hmm. if you put the compact, I feel like it's just something to look forward to for six weeks. Yeah. Well, like it's an experience as opposed to just like this is what you do now. (laughs) Yeah. Just like an obligation. Yeah. So yeah, just to uh, round this out, point number one was find a buddy. Point number two was to start small. Three was to take a look at your why. And the final point was to try something new. So if you have any other tips that you would like to share, please send it to us over our Instagram. So our Instagram is the tea with Laura and Rachel. And also if you have like any workouts that we should try, definitely let us know on the gram because I'm all about exploring new challenges. Love it. So as always, if you feel so inclined, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and download these episodes. And, you know, if you feel called to share with a friend or a family member, if, if you think that they would like us, 
because we love to grow our audience and welcome new listeners. So thank you guys for listening. And live like tea. And live like tea.